This is the Beat Generation, a look at music throughout the years that changed our world, from the original beat poets of the 50s through to the musicians of the 60s until today. They've become known for their influence on music that has shaped the soundtrack of our lives, simply known as the Beat Generation. Welcome to the Beat Generation, produced in association with Bad Boys Productions, Townsville's Triple TFM and the Community Broadcast Association of Australia. The show got its name from the 50s writers that inspired so many musicians and each week we take a look into music and artists throughout the years that have changed the face of the musical landscape. A full song listing can be found at our Facebook page, forward slash music that changed the world. And a podcast of this show and past episodes can be found on Apple and Spotify, along with some of our other shows, including The Bad Boys and Secret Men's Business. Check out our shows, and if you like what you hear, then make sure you leave a review. So sit back, put your headphones on, crank up the dial, and journey with us this week as we take a look at the champions of the environment. I'm Shane Bryan, and this is The Beat Generation. Is anyone out there? Does anybody listen or care anymore? We are living on a dying planet. We're killing everything that's alive And anyone who tries to deny it Wears a tie And gets paid to lie So I wrote these songs for a dying planet I'm sorry but I'm telling the truth And for everybody trying to save it These songs are for you, too Is there anyone out there? Well, that was Joe Walsh and Songs for a Dying Planet and it seemed like a good place to start this week's Beat Generation and a look at songs with an environmental message. Later in the show, we catch up with one of Australia's greatest environmental artists from the 1980s, Shane Howard from Goanna. Well, as the Beat Generation took hold, it instituted a multitude of subterranean values such as the Beat's infatuation with Native American and Eastern philosophies and, of course, religion in general, rebellion against the modern industrial society and the technological advances that the system was putting in place that were all embodied in the environmental cause. This exploration of thought contributed to the creation of modern environmental ethics that flowed onto music and impacted artists all around the world, regardless of their connection to the Beat Generation. Beat Generation advocate Pete Seeger released what was considered the first environmentalist album entitled God Bless the Grass in 1966. Now, while the 1960s did produce a large amount of environmental-focused songs due to the rise of folk music and, of course, the Beat Generations that penned many environmental and anti-war protest songs. This show today, however, starts with a song about environmental degradation and the destruction of our planet from 1970. The song, of course, was Big Yellow Taxi. In the late 50s, a young Joni Mitchell was teaching herself to play the guitar from the playbook of the original Beat Generation artist, Pete Seeger. 
With a bout of polio affecting her fingers, she had to develop her own folk style. This improvisation approach later helped her break free of standard approaches to harmony and structure in songwriting that actually made Joni Mitchell a household name. Ironically, she was not aligned with the Beat Generation protest movement ideals and thought Bob Dylan was not very gifted musically. But it was her stance for environmental action that was captured in the song Big Yellow Taxi from 1970. This is Joni Mitchell and Big Yellow Taxi on the Beat Generation. 1970. a parking lot With a pink hotel A boutique And a swinging hot spot Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you've got Till it's gone It takes paradise Put up a parking lot They took all the trees Put them in a tree museum Charge the people a dollar and a half just to see them. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. Hey, farmer, farmer, put away the DDT now. Give me spots on the apples, or leave me the birds and the bees. That you don't know what you've got till it's gone. The pay paradise, put up a parking lot. Late last night, I heard the screen door slam. And a big yellow taxi took away my old man. Don't it always seem to go? That you don't know what you've got till it's gone. The pay paradise. Put up a parking lot I said, don't it always seem to go But you don't know what you've got till it's gone The paradise Put up a parking lot The paradise Put up a parking lot The paradise Put up a parking lot <laughs> Now, while the Beat Generation artists were campaigning against fighting in Vietnam, another war was being fought, an environmental one, and it was coming from a direct attacker, a cocktail of urban sprawl, technology, poverty and ecological disasters. Influenced by early Beat Generation artists like Bob Dylan, while Cat Stevens' album Tea for the Tillerman was one of his first to look at topics like spirituality and transcendence, the opening track, Where Do the Children Play, directly looks at the impact that the urban sprawl has on future generations. From 1970, Cat Stevens and Where Do the Children Play on the Beat Generation. 1970. Fine building jumbo planes. 
taking a ride on a cosmic train. Switch on summer from a slot machine. Just get what you want to if you want, as you can get anything. I know we've come a long way. Changing day to day, but tell me where do the children play? Well, you roll on roads over fresh green grass for your lorry load. Petrol gas, and you make them long, and you make them tough, but they just go on and on, and it seems that you can't get off. Oh, I know we've come a long way, but changing day to day. But tell me, where do the children play? Well, the 70s gave way to a lot of artists looking at the state of the world. It seemed that after the protest era, the age of Aquarius left us looking inward at ourselves while the world was crying out for help. In 1969, the Santa Barbara oil spill occurred and it's been described as a seminal event in the environmental movement. A number of bands and politicians were vocal about the crisis and resulted in the development of Earth Day in 1970. Now, the Beach Boys song, Don't Go Near the Water, is one example of an effect that the disaster had. Here was a band that has been telling us for years to get into the water, and now they're telling us to avoid the water for environmental reasons. Ironically, it was placed as the B-side to the 1971 single, Surf's Up. Go figure. Here from 1971, Don't Go Near the Water and the Beach Boys. 
Around the same time, a similar song to the Beach Boys song was released by a band called Spirit. Now, whether Spirit had the oil spill in mind was unknown, but their song Nature's Way was a prime example of how important eco-disasters and climate change were at the time. A lament for the fate of the earth, the track from the album 12 Dreams of Dr. Sardonicus, was about how nature guides us and tells us when something's wrong. Here from 1970 is Spirit with the song Nature's Way, on the Beat Generation. 1970. Nature's weak, tell you something's wrong. It's nature's weak, tell you in a song.
Well, Marvin Gaye's 1971 album, What's Going On, is, in my opinion, one of the greatest albums of all times. In addition to themes of social justice and poverty within Harlem, the album looks also at the environment with the song Mercy, Mercy Me, subtitled The Ecology. The song's an anthem of sorrow at what was happening with the rise of urban sprawl. The album was released against the wishes of Motown bosses and it dealt with war, ecology and human rights. What's going on still stands the test of time and is just as relevant today as it was back then. From 1971, this is Mercy Mercy Me by Marvin Gaye on The Beat Generation. 1971. We're going to round out the first half of the show with one of the original Beat Generation artists. He was around at the start of the protest era. 
He was active during the civil rights movement and reluctantly became the voice of the hippie movement. So it seemed logical that he would eventually write a song focusing on environmental issues. I'm talking, of course, about Bob Dylan. And in 1983, Dylan released his Infidels album, a return to secular music after releasing a trio of gospel albums. And of course, it was produced by Dire Straits' Mark Knopfler. The song License to Kill was thought by some to be about Dylan's dislike for technology. However, with the lines like, man thinks because he rules the world, he can do with it as he pleases, is an obvious reference to humanity's relationship with the environment and the potential destruction of the planet. From 1983, License to Kill, Bob Dylan on the Beat Generation. 
Well, that was Bob Dylan with Licence to Kill. We will be back with more after the break and a chat with Shane Howard from Goanna in an exclusive interview. This is The Beat Generation. Hi, this is Shane. And Andrew from The Bad Boys. If you're after quality, hard-hitting journalism that matches four corners... News that'll keep the government and the people accountable for their actions... And current affairs that's more reliable than, well, a current affair... Then then that's that's not us. us. Bad Boys Unleashed. Music, entertainment, celebrity interviews... And the only original Bad Boys news that makes 60 Minutes sound like the Muppets. Join me, him and bad girl Angie for the conversation that no one wants to have but everybody wants to hear. Bad Boys Unleashed, subscribe for free on Apple and Spotify. This is The Beat Generation, a look at music throughout the years that changed our world from the original beat poets of the 50s through to the musicians of the 60s until today. They've become known for their influence on music that has shaped the soundtrack of our lives, simply known as The Beat Generation. Welcome back to The Beat Generation, produced in association with Bad Boys Productions, Townsville's Triple TFM and the Community Broadcast Association of Australia. I'm Shane Bryan and thanks for joining us as we take a look at our champions of the environment. Now make sure you check out our Facebook page, Music That Changed the World, and our Instagram page, The Beat Generation. Now hailing from Canada, Bruce Coburn has been around since the early days of the Beat Generation. However, it wasn't until the 80s that his music started to take on a more political, social and environmental stance, starting with Dancing in the Dragon's Jaw. Now he addressed violence stemming from political agendas with If I Had a Rocket Launcher, but he really hit home with the environmental message with the 1989 song If a Tree Falls. The title was taken from a saying, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody is around to hear it, does it make a sound? And it deals with the very pressing issue of deforestation. We'll be hearing with another artist, Goanna, dealing with deforestation very shortly. But first, here is Bruce Coburn and If a Tree Falls on the Beat Generation. 1988. Dream! 
wildlife at a rate of a species every single day. Take out people who've lived with this for a hundred thousand years. Inject a billion burgers worth of beef. Grain eaters. Methane dispensers. Thinning ozone, waves fall on wrinkled earth, gravity, light, ancient refuse of stars, speak of a drowning, but this, this is something other, busy monster eats dark holes in the spirit world, where wild things have to go, to disappear forever. Evolving out of the 1970s New York punk scene, David Byrne, Jerry Harrison, Chris Franz and Tina Weymouth formed the Talking Heads, collaborating with Brian Eno, of course, to produce a highly experimental sound with an album called Talking Heads 77 and a follow-up, more songs about buildings and food. Now, both albums dealt with themes that were taboo at the time, war, homosexuality, poverty and, of course, 
the Big Brother government. The later album was famous for satellite imagery on the back cover, and in 1988, they released their final album called Naked. The single Nothing But Flowers describes a world where progress has halted and the world has reverted back to a natural state due to a global disaster or overpopulation and how they now miss the comforts of technology. Appreciating the beauty of the world and dealing with the dependency on technology and fast food, here is Talking Heads with Nothing But Flowers. 1988 
many artists, Shane Howard started his music career inspired by Bob Dylan and it's evident, especially in his later music. However, it was his career in the band Goanna that really was a turning point. It placed him at the forefront of both the Indigenous and the environmental scene in Australia. As a follow-up to their famous single Solid Rock, Goanna released Let the Franklin Flow as an effort to stop the damming of the Franklin and Gordon Rivers in Tasmania. As a bit of a joke, the band renamed themselves for the release, calling themselves Gordon Franklin and the Wilderness Society. Growing up here in southwest Victoria, uh, at the time around Geelong, you know, we thought we were going to a lot of benefit concerts to save the Otway forests in in southwest Victoria uh, that were being logged and, and destroyed at the time. So it was a natural extension then when the Franklin River campaign emerged and uh, I felt you know, a very strong sort of sense that um, we had the ear of the public at the time because of the success of Solid Rock and I, I, I thought that we could help keep the issue alive in the mainstream media um, with a song. So um, I, I, I met Bob Brown and Bob said to me, um, well, go down and see for yourself. And so I, I did. I went down to... Um, to base camp at Strawn and then went up the river and um, and to Warner's Landing and saw the destruction for myself. I had a week to write that song and a week after that we did the Stop the Drop concert with Midnight Oil and Red Gum at um, the My Music Bowl and uh, sang that song there and really that, and that was what we released. We took it back to the studio later that night and the whole Wilderness Society <laughs> came back as well. There's a cast of hundreds in the studio so it was a great vibe it was a great atmosphere and um and i think that song it did its job it, it really gave a rallying point for the campaign at a time where it was starting to fade from the front pages of the newspapers 
Now, we'll play more of that interview with Shane Howard at a later date, but for now, here is Goanna and Let the Franklin Flow on the Beat Generation. 1983. so many songs that we could play this week and we'll look at many many more over the coming weeks since the late 80s environmentalism has become a major issue with songs like minute to breathe by trent reznor and atticus ross for the leonardo dicaprio documentary before the flood or all of the musicians in australia who rallied together to support banning coal seam gas fracking we will take a look at the 90s up until now in a future episode of the beat generation But we're finishing today with a poem and a track from an artist that has been considered as one of the pop icons of all time, Michael Jackson. Already helping with environmental and social causes due to his efforts with We Are The World, Jackson founded the Heal The World Foundation in 1992. In 95, Jackson wrote The Earth Song, which is considered one of the greatest environmental songs of all time, incorporating elements of blues, gospel and opera. Staying on the UK charts at number one for six weeks, the song has gone on to sell 1.2 million copies in Britain alone. Now put together with a poem from This Is It called Planet Earth, we're going to finish the show today with the Earth song. Make sure you join us next week for a look at the rise of punk on the beat generation. But to take us out, here is the Earth song by Michael Jackson. I'm Shane Bryan and this has been the Beat Generation. 1995. 
planet Earth, my home, my place, a capricious anomaly in the sea of space. Planet Earth, are you just floating by a cloud of dust, a minor globe about to bust, a piece of metal bound to rust, a speck of matter in a mindless void, a lonely spaceship, a large asteroid. Cold as a rock, without a hue, held together with a bit of glue, something tells me this isn't true. You are my sweetheart, soft and blue. Do you care? Have you a part? In the deepest emotions of my own heart. Tender with breezes, caressing and whole, alive with music, haunting my soul. In my veins, I felt the mystery of corridors of time, books of history. Life songs of ages throbbing in my blood have danced to the rhythm of the tide and flood. Your misty clouds, your electric storm, were turbulent tempest in my own form. I've licked the salt, the bitter, the sweet of every encounter of passion, of heat. Your riotous color, your fragrance, your taste have thrilled my senses beyond all haste. In your beauty, I've known the how of timeless bliss, this moment of now. Planet Earth, are you just floating by a cloud of dust, a minor globe about to bust, a piece of metal bound to rust, a speck of matter in a mindless void, a lonely spaceship, a large asteroid. Cold as a rock without a hue, held together with a bit of glue, something tells me this isn't true. You are my sweetheart, gentle and blue. Do you care? Have you a part in the deepest emotions of my own heart, tender with breezes, caressing and whole, alive with music, haunting my soul. Planet Earth, gentle and blue, with all my heart, I love you. Did you ever stop to notice 
Crying earth as we make 